Today we're going to pray about our church and about our faith in God. So please join me. In Hebrews 11.1 1, it says, Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about we do not see. And then a few verses later in Hebrews 11.6 we read, Now without faith it is impossible to please God. So Father God, we thank you for your emphasis in the Bible of how central and important for your people is faith in you. Thank you that you show us over and over again in the Old Testament what a difference difference your presence makes at any time in any circumstance and how you spoke to those who had faith in you, how you guided those who had faith in you, how you protected them, how you provided for them and how you accomplished your purposes through them. Thank you for the message in the gospel that our salvation is by faith and not by works. Thank you for our understanding that as Christians we live by faith and that our lives should be examples of faith in action. Thank you, Father God, for the faith we already have, for the faith each one of us had when we accepted your Son Jesus as our Saviour and Lord, for the common faith we've had in you that has brought us together as a church in this community for the faith we have had in you that has enabled this church to survive and thrive for over 20 years, for the faith we have that has grown our church as a body in character and in maturity. We thank you, Father God, that you have shown us that our faith in you is justified, even to leading us into this new place in difficult times so we can continue worshipping you together. Father God, we understand and acknowledge that you want us to keep growing our faith. So forgive us, we pray, when we hesitate, when you challenge us to live out our faith. Forgive us, Father God, we pray, for more faith, when we pray for more faith, and then we falter when you give us an opportunity that challenges to show that greater faith. Forgive us when we say we believe in faith, yet we hesitate when you call us to put our faith into action. Forgive us when we proclaim you can move mountains, you can do anything, but something that requires us in faith to obey you is somehow different. Father God, help us to understand that you are so much more interested in building the character of your people than doing all sorts of other things for us, even to the extent of providing a building. Help us to understand, we pray, that for our church to accomplish your purposes and your plans for us, that our faith must grow first. Help us to understand that we must build the faith we have now by obedience so that we can be ready to follow you in the even greater steps of faith that await us in the future. Help us to understand, Jehovah Jireh, O God who provides, that we have to supply the loaves and fishes first, our time and our treasure, for you to multiply them to meet the needs of accomplishing what your plans are for this church. Bless us, we pray, when we go forward with unity, with cheerfulness, with confidence, with excitement, knowing our faith is pleasing you 
and seeing your will for this church unfold. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I got this one. Good morning, church. How are we this morning? We've got some awesome people down here, some kind of okay people up the back. That's, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, before I get into the message this morning, I just wanted to share just a number of things that are on my heart as I've been reflecting and thinking about uh, society at the moment and, and us as a church uh, moving into this building. And it's kind of tying it back into really what uh, Carol was sharing this morning as well and what, what God's calling us to individually and as a church. Uh, and that is that um, we, we are in this wonderful new facility. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that great? Uh, I think as part of that, there needs to be a mind shift into terms of how we do church and our function as a church. Previously, we were set up and pack up in a school And we would say that we were very limited in the types of ministries and the things that we could be involved in uh, because we didn't have a facility. Now we do. What does that mean? What does it mean for our future as as we uh, have this wonderful place to outwork uh, God's mission and and his calling for us as a church? Um, For me, personally, I would love to see this place open every day. And for something to be happening, something to be functioning, uh, where people are involved, uh, where community people are involved. Uh, we talked about interest groups like at the start of last year. And, you know, it could be that that could uh, become a possibility for us now. So what is the, the mind shift for us now that we are here? What, 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 what is it going to be different? Um, can we, can we see some, some new things starting up? And as a, as a, my first, um, uh, sermon here, we're talking about building the church. And I mentioned, hey, it might be interesting that we revisit uh, Puzzle Person, right? Because we talked about everyone having a gift, everyone having their place uh, in the life of the body, and, and that was previous. I think now we need to revisit that now that we're here. What new things might be starting up? What might the Spirit be doing uh, in you to, to maybe step up to something that's already happening or how about this, something that we've never done before. Maybe the Lord is stirring in your hearts uh, a vision, a call to be using your gifts, your desires, to actually be um, participating with him uh, in and through uh, this place as we go out from here. So I just wanted you to have a little think about that and I dwell on that as we, as we go forward. And the second thing is um, we are doing an investment campaign at the moment and it's exciting to think about all that God is doing, but really that should be on the back burner. That shouldn't be our main focus. What our focus should be is what God's called us to this year. And at the very start of this year we had a vision, we had a call that God is calling us to go deeper in the things of God, both individually and corporately as a church. We are called to, to really delve into what he has for us in order for us to reach our community, in order for our branches to actually grow, we need to be spiritually rooted into the things of God. We need to be uh, in Christ. We need to be full of the Spirit. We need to be alive and ready for what God has for us next. It's no good just ploughing ahead and we're going to do this, we're going to do that, and we're going to do that unless we're actually spiritually ready. 
And so that's really sort of tied into where we're going to be going for the rest of the year uh, and um, my thoughts in terms of the messages that we're going to be bringing. And so this morning I wanted to talk about the parable of the sower. Now, I'm going to call it the parable of the soils today because I'm actually going to be focusing on not the sower so much, but on the soil. Now, Jesus spoke in parables, and when Jesus spoke in parables, he wanted to get a heavenly reality, a spiritual truth, to be made known to those listeners through everyday stories, things that people could understand. And the thing about parables is that people would have immediately been able to hear what Jesus was saying. They would have straight away taken home a reality or a revelation about what God was saying. Now, we have read through these parables, perhaps many of us, many times. But my prayer is that we would be like those first listeners today and that there might be something new that God is going to speak to your hearts uh, as we share this parable together and as we unpack it. You'd be like those early listeners who would just go, wow, never thought of that. Uh, Lord is speaking to me. I'm going to go away changed and transformed simply because of a parable of these soils. So we're going to just simply get into it. If you've got your Bibles, uh, feel free to open to uh, Mark chapter 4. I'm going to be reading from the NLT version this morning, Uh, so it might be slightly different. Jesus, uh, again, crowds were coming to him, and he says, listen. And he might have actually been saying, look. He might have literally pointed and there was a farmer in a field sowing and he used that opportunity to tell this story. Look, a farmer went out to plant some seed. As he scattered it across the field, some of the seed fell on a footpath and the birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seed sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plant soon welted under the hot sun Since it didn't have deep roots, it died. Other seed fell among the thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants, so they produced no grain. Still, other seed fell on fertile soil, and they sprouted, grew, and produced a crop that was 30, 60, and 100 times as much as had been planted. Then he said, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Uh, And then he goes on uh, to talk uh, a bit about understanding and listening. We're going to skip over that. We're going to come back to that next week. But then in in, uh, verse 13, then Jesus said to them, now I think it's a pretty important parable uh, if Jesus himself gives an explanation. I think we should really take note of this parable. Jesus then said to them, if you can't understand the meaning of this parable, how will you understand other parables? The farmer plants seed by taking God's word to others. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message only to have Satan come at once and take it away. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, there it is again, they won't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represents others who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of life, the lure of wealth, and the desire for other things. 
so no fruit is produced. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word and produce a harvest 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as had been planted. Now, even in just reading that story to you, I'm sure you even begin right now to be thinking about uh, what this means and what Jesus is saying. So the seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God that goes out and just like a farmer would scatter seed, God's word goes forth uh, through his living word, through what we sing, through what preachers preach, uh, through your prayer time, through what other people say to you. God's word is alive and living and God's word goes forth and that is the seed and the soil represents the, our hearts and our, how our hearts would receive that word that is being spoken. And so some of the seed fell upon the path. So in ancient Palestine, what they had was a, a huge field and farmers would have a, a, a line, a strip that belonged to them. And in between the strips would be where the farmers would walk or where the horses would, would trod. And therefore, there'd be all of these roads or paths in between the, the strips of land. So as a farmer is scattering seed, some of that seed would fall on that trodden hard ground. And that trodden hard ground represents a hard, a hard heart, a hard heart that perhaps hears the word but is just very easy to turn it away, not willing to even accept it not even willing to contemplate it or, or let it do something in their lives. Just, just, it's just hard. It's, it's, it's been trodden on. And perhaps through experience, perhaps things have happened in life that have caused this hardness of heart. Perhaps um, you know, some experience as a child or experience in a church uh, where they've been let down has caused this hardness of heart. Then some seed uh, would fall on, on ground that, you know the topsoil was like this, but lying underneath was a layer of rock, and and the, and the, the 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 plant would be able to grow up a little bit, but as soon as the sun came out, because the the roots couldn't get past that layer of rock, there wasn't enough moisture in the soil to continue to sustain the the health of that plant, and so again, like Jesus said, uh, when persecution comes or trial comes, when it's when things get hard in life. Unless our, our roots are deep in him, and when, when things happen in life that are difficult, unless we're, we're really rooted in, in Christ, we can easily suffer and, and fade, just like that little plant. And then there is the thorny ground, the ground that has last year's seeds of weeds in it that, that come up. Now, as a as a veggie patch kind of a guy, uh, this is this is very real for us. Uh, we want to get the seeds out, the the weeds out this year because we know that if we leave it, it's just going to drop more seeds, and we're going to have seven times more weeds next year. So we've got to be on top of it, on top of it, on top of it. If we're not on top of pulling out weeds, then we get more and more weeds. And and if seed is planted into that that uh, soil that has got last year's weed seeds in it, then they're just going to come up. And we all know what weeds are like. They just they grow so fast, and they and they choke out the sun and the the moisture. Their roots go deeper than the plants uh, that the, of the seed that we're seeding. And, and so, as we perhaps 
began our Christian journey as a young person. We, we started with joy and, and, and vigour. But perhaps then as we, we grow up and we look around at, at Jesus said, the, the lure of wealth or, or the desires of, of things around us, those things uh, turn our, our focus away from what God is doing and what God is wanting to say. And therefore it, it chokes the life out of our spirituality. And so that's what Jesus is, is saying when he's talking about the soil. The soil is how well it is, how receptive it is to having the seed, the word of God actually come and implant and do a, a thing in our lives. And then he talks about the good soil. The good soil is the soil that is able to produce a harvest 30, 60, 100 times what is planted. So as we just reflect simply on this parable this morning, I want to ask you a question. Is your life right now bearing fruit? Is your life right now bearing fruit? Let's just think about that for a moment. If it is, that's wonderful. That's, that's great. If, if it's not, maybe we need to look at these different types of soils and what is the Holy Spirit speaking to us right now? Are perhaps we hardened to what God is doing, the activity of the Spirit as he speaks even now? Perhaps our, our hearts are shallow. Perhaps we have a surface-level faith, but to really get deeper actually means to uncover some of the deep stuff right down that's hidden below the surface that we're not willing to, to be, uh, let others be aware of. Are we perhaps looking around at everything else in life when God is actually calling us to go deeper? God's calling us to go deeper into the things of God, to be fully devoted to him, to be opening ourselves up to him, to be uh, ready for what he wants to do in and through us as not only individuals but as a church, uh, missionally in this place and in this community, this place that we have been planted is your life bearing fruit? As you think about that, you might think, well, maybe there's reasons for not bearing fruit at the moment. Perhaps there's, perhaps there's something wrong with the seed or the sower. <laughs> perhaps the, the, I've got a, 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 a dud seed. I want to say there's nothing wrong with the seed. The seed never fails. The word of God never fails. The, the word of God goes out and never comes back void. The word of God never fails. What fails in this story is the soil. The soil is what is at fault. It fails. In this story, it's the soil that fails to produce the crop. It's the condition of a person's heart that is... In question. See, our hearts can go through all the seasons of, of these soils. We can start out beautifully fertile, but then we can be trodden on and become hard and not really listen to what God is saying. Or we can be uh, 
perhaps lazy and not do the things to pluck out the things in our lives that would perhaps uh, hinder us from being good soil. Or perhaps we're not willing to actually go down deep and remove the things that are down deep that we know are, are the rocks in our hearts and in our lives. So as I was thinking about this, this parable, something really kind of profound came to mind as I was researching and, and, and thinking through it. And that is um, really what I was saying just then. It's all about the soil. It's all about the condition of our hearts. You see, as a sower uh, would, would sow seed, he'd do what was called broadcasting. And I've got a picture up here of what a uh, sower would do. He'd walk, walk through the field and he would literally broadcast. It's where we get the word broadcasting from. We're broadcasting this service live out to those who are watching. We're, we're casting it out. And so he would have a sack of seed and he'd take it and he'd literally just go out and get it as far as he could and and get it to to what where he was trying to, to get it to. So um, people up the back are happy that they'd got the back seats today. <laughs> it's another reason why I'm not sitting down the front, they say. Um, <laughs> so I was actually trying to hit you guys, by the way. But you might have noticed that I was trying to get the good soil. You guys are the good soil. <laughs> That's good to know. But you might have noticed that as, as I've cast it, as I've broadcast, there's some seed on the chairs, there's some seed on the floor. That represents the seed that I've, I've tried to get to the good people. But in, in doing it, it's just literally landed where it is. See, here's the thing that I want us to take home today. The hard soil the rocky soil, the thorny soil, the good soil, is actually all the same soil. It all has the same DNA. It has the same makeup. It gets the same rainfall. It gets the same sunshine. The path is right next to where the good soil is. What makes the good soil good is it's been willing to be cultivated. The hard soil can be good, if it's willing to be ploughed, if it's yielded to the plough. Same with the rocky soil. Perhaps the rocky soil, we've had one, one run of, of ploughing and it's been shallow, but are we willing to put the next layer of plough on that's deeper, that actually digs down deeper? See, all the soil is the same. We all start out as good soil. We all have the potential to be good It's whether we're willing to be surrendered to the plough. Are we willing to be cultivated? Are we willing to open up our lives to what God is wanting to do in our hearts, preparing our hearts so that when the word of God comes, no matter how poor the speaker is, (laughs) no matter how bad the word comes, it's the word, the seed doesn't fail, but our hearts are ready and prepared for what God is wanting to do. See, we can have the worst preacher in the world, but the seed comes and if it enters good soil, it's going to sprout. God's going to do the growing. There's going to be a harvest. We can have the most experienced preacher, teacher, theologian who could say the most profound thing. But if that seed lands on hard soil, rocky soil or thorny soil, 
it's not going to produce anything. What matters is the soil. What matters is our willingness to surrender to God and say, Lord, do a new thing in me. Plough the soil of my heart. As I was um, thinking about this concept, um, I was reminded, just put that over there. I was reminded of um, uh, when I was in Bible college, I did a, a, a subject and part of that subject was to do something creative to, to express what, something that you've learned in the, in the subject. And I remember hearing about fallow ground. I was thinking, what is fallow ground? Fallow ground is a, a term used in the Bible to talk about land that was good and that has just been left left to sort of just grow weeds and become hard and, and not be productive. And in order for the fallow ground to be productive again, it's got to be broken up. You've got to break up that ground. You've got to get the plough to it. You've got to, got to make, it, make it good again. And so um, the, the critically acclaimed uh, <laughs> musician and, and uh, lyricist Samuel Barnes <laughs> wrote uh, this song fallow ground and I just want to um, as, as I was thinking about the message today I was, I was contemplating it I felt like the Holy Spirit say there's this CD in your bedside drawer get it out and read it so this was this is what I wrote when I understood this concept of breaking up fallow ground when I see all that you've done for me I cry tears that can't run dry for your love poured upon me from above covers me from here till eternity. And it says, but all that's in my heart still struggles against you and all you've done for me. So Lord, please, I ask for you to break up the fallow ground. Break up the fallow ground, the ground of my heart. For I know that the seed still needs to grow. So I try Still, that won't get me by, for it's you who comes to make me brand new, who comes within and cleanses me from sin. And so I just wanted to share a couple of these verses where the concept of breaking up fallow ground comes from. The first one uh, is in Jeremiah. And it says in Jeremiah chapter 4, Plow up. Break up. Make ready the hard ground of your hearts. Do not waste your good seed among thorns, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Surrender your pride and power. Change your hearts before the Lord. And then again in Hosea, similar. I said, says the Lord, plant the good seeds of righteousness. And you will have a harvest, a crop of love. Isn't that beautiful? Plough up the hard ground of your hearts. For now is the time to seek the Lord, that he may come and shower righteousness upon you. So as we look at this parable of the soils and we look at the, what Jesus is actually saying, it's actually about the condition of our hearts and how open we are for God's word to be spoken. As we 
read, as we pray, as we listen to messages, as we hear one another speak prophetic words into our lives, as we listen to the radio when someone says something. You know, God's word is active. God's word is alive and God's word is continually going forth. How receptive are our hearts? If we're honest right now, where are we at? As we looked at the different types of soils, let me encourage you. Everyone has good soil. Everyone has good soil. It's whether we're yielding ourselves to what God wants to do in us. Would we surrender ourselves and say, Lord, it's not me. As Nadine wonderfully shared as she led the service this morning, it's not about me trying. It's not about me putting the effort in. I'm going to break it up. I'm going to do it. No, I'm going to surrender my heart right now. I know that I'm hard or I know that I'm thorny. I know that I'm rocky. And in order to become good, Lord, would you just do a new thing in me? Would you cleanse my heart, O oh God, and do a new thing within me? I want to be open even now. So I'm going to invite the musicians up. And we're going to sing a song that speaks of the goodness of Jesus. And it says, come, you weary heart. Come, you weary heart to Jesus. And as we sing this song, you might want to just reflect on a, the word that's been spoken. And perhaps be honest about the condition of your heart at the moment. Maybe, maybe COVID has left you feeling a bit kind of non. But what's the next exciting thing that God's wanting to do? How are we going to get there? We're going to get there by breaking up the fallow ground of our hearts. So I invite you just to just enter into this song. And as we sing, let's pray right now that the Lord will be doing something in us. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this wonderful story, the parable of the soils that speak about your word, the seed that goes forth just like a sower that throws it out. Lord, your, your word goes forth daily and it never fails. It's the same yesterday, today and forever. But Lord, this story just reveals to us what makes the seed grow is, is where it's planted. And Lord, we want growth. We want to see fruit. Lord, we want our lives to be abundant. We want our lives to be full of the joy and the, the fruit of the Spirit that, that you just just want to shower upon us and so Lord as we've reflected on this story if there's anything that it's revealed to us anything Lord that your spirit is just speaking to us Lord will we just surrender that to you right now Lord we don't want to say Holy Spirit come do a work in our hearts as we pull out the weeds and the distractions of this life may we Maybe just rest in you right now as we sing this song. Holy Spirit, come. Break up that ground that's hard, that's rocky, that's thorny. Well, Lord, may our hearts be good soil. And may we see a harvest. 
30, 60, 100 times more than what you've planted. In Jesus' name, amen. thank you that your grace is always flowing from the Father's heart. May we receive that this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Can I remind you uh, as you go that we have a wonderful prayer team that is just uh, waiting and ready to be praying with you. If you feel like there's uh, anything out of today that's really spoken to you that you just want uh, some help to pray through, perhaps to break up that ground in, in your heart, then the prayer team is uh, available in the, in the room out the back for that this morning. You might just want to just talk about that with the person next to you as you have coffee uh, this morning as well. So just take that opportunity to, to continue to, to dwell on the parable of the soils this morning and what the Lord's saying to you as we go deeper in the things of God. Lord bless you.